Broadcasting from Baltimore, Maryland, this is 5 by 3 Radio, where strength is for everyone. I'm your host, Emily Sokolinski, owner of 5 by 3 Training, a strength and conditioning gym in Baltimore, along with my co-host, Rebecca Fishburn, founder of Cornerstone Strength Maryland. Each week, Rebecca and I will discuss the ins and outs of strength training, why there is a no-one-size-fits-all approach, and why strength is so important in our daily lives. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now, on with the show. Hi, everybody, and we are back from um, our break. It is now the end of July. Oh, my God. (laughs) Beginning of August is next week. I can't believe that. Um, It's been a good month off. Nice month off. I miss. I have missed talking to you, Rebecca. I will say that. You yeah. know, I've I've missed that. It's been. Uh, but I don't know how much has changed in a in a month, really. Well, the temperature has been crazy. It's been horrible. <laughs> Thank goodness for AC. We actually do have AC at the gym. Um, so yeah, I have you, had you that. Do? We do. We do. I keep the temperature to about eighty eight, ninety degrees, That's and it's lovely yeah, in there. Yeah, because one of the um, gyms that I'm working out of now no ac oh, and i had a guy who was in for a four lift clinic we had to postpone the second half of it yeah you know he was yeah it's like, brutal yeah yeah it's brutal i mean we don't we're not 115 like in oklahoma yeah, and we're well, and we're and not in london you're used to also right? yeah like yeah if that's, if that's your training conditions all the time that's yeah. one thing but if you just show up one day and you've got no ac and you're used to training in ac yes like yes and you have to understand like in this type of weather i mean we're used to it like baltimore humidity is just kind of like a thing everybody knows that like that's going to be their thing so but some people will come in and they don't <laughs> they don't get it they come up from other states or like they're like yes this is humidity which is great my hands are nice and smooth my skin is just absolutely lovely you know i don't have any uh any in uh, my hands are like sandpaper but the rest of us you know you're, you're dying because you're drinking tons of fluid and it's just kind of leaving your body immediately <laughs> um but it's been good it's a nice nice uh nice time off in the meanwhile we did get an email yay from a listener um about a topic so our um our first topic for our start of season three because diego said is this season two this is the end of season two and beginning of season three i said i guess we can make it season three since we had that time off um so i do seasons i do i do seasons like one two so so we're into season three so um listener uh emailed us um she is um working towards um being a coach and she actually um is part of the barbell logic uh coaching academy and has recently started training her daughter who's 13 years old and she has she had a couple questions about just that, like training teenagers. And her question was, you know, I, my daughter started and here are some things I'm noticing. I wanted your take on, you know, on, on what, what, what my issues, what, I, what the issues I see are, and am I making more, you know, making more of it than, than I should. Um, and she, she, you know, she showed a video of her, her daughter lifting at, for the Academy and they had question. you know, they had, they had uh, feedback for her. Um, but the one, the couple things that she noticed were that she, one of her motivations was being Instagram. One of the daughters. One of the daughters yes, yeah. one of the daughters' motivations was getting Instagram-worthy glutes, <laughs> which okay. she said was kind of bubkiss. But she didn't want to like <laughs> tell her. She didn't want to tell her no. I'm like, I'm all about the glutes. So I'm like, hey, if she wants a bigger butt and she's and it's going to get stronger and she's going to do this for that, th- hey, that's 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 you know, why not? Um, but. Um, the level of impatience, this is number two, she noticed the level of impatience to see progress. Um, she thinks it's higher than compared to adults. And Rebecca and I will discuss this. Um, not to mention the urge to rush through reps and sets. We'll discuss that too. And that mobility, she seemed, was a challenge because her daughter's tall, but uh, very slender. Um, like hypermobile. Hypermobile, as most young girls are who are tall and slender. Um, you know, they can, she can squat low. She, she probably, her, her bar, when she presses overhead, probably like, you know, goes right behind her ears and almost, you know, to the back, you know, to the wall behind her. So I imagine that's tricky. And so for her, she's, she just doesn't quite know, is this something I should be worried about? Is this something that is just going to change as she, as she grows? Um, so she wanted us to talk about just training teenage, teenage girls. Um, and I talked to Rebecca and I said, you know, train teenage girls. That's great. Great topic. I want to make that broader training individuals, 
training teenagers because we both do. Rebecca has her daughter. Um, she's worked with other teenagers. I've worked with my nephew and I've also worked with, you know, um, teenagers. Um, what's the difference in training them versus training adults? Is there a difference? So we wanted to talk a little bit about just, you know, in general training, and then also spend some time talking about training teens and maybe some things to think about some, you know, considerations to, yeah, well, I mean, cause I think the point was you and I both kind of approach training anyone right. as an individual endeavor. So exactly. when you're training that individual, they're going to have, um, different, uh, um, motivations or different um, uh, impediments mm-hmm. or you know, needs. Yes, exactly. Way, um, different, um, you know, challenges, um, and so everybody's like an individual, right? Um, however, there there are you know, like your emailer was noting, some right. things that probably stand out a little bit more uh, with teenagers. Um, I mean, you and I both have worked with. Uh, individuals of all ages who want to rush their reps Mm -hmm. or who want instant results Mm -hmm. or who I guess the thing about the Instagram that that (laughs) funny is it's like I think one of the things about strength training that is appealing to women Mm -hmm. of our age or you know 30s 40s 50s is like this well 20s 30s 40s right I'm on the other end of that. But like this idea that you are you're training your body to do something mm-hmm. rather, rather than, than look a certain right. way. Right. Exactly. And there's an element of liberation to that. Like there's like I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this for the the positive um improvements in the way I live my life and not for how somebody else perceives me. And so then when your kid comes at it from this perspective of I want to look a certain way mm-hmm. on Instagram, it's almost like a smack in the face. Right. <laughs> and and yet and yet at the same time they're there's I mean there's the reason they ask they're saying that is because they're seeing that. They're seeing yeah. women, you know, who are strength training. Mm-hmm. who are squatting, who are deadlifting, who are hip thrusting, who are doing, you know, glute bridges, who are doing tons of glute work because, hey, I mean, there are a lot of bikini competitors out there. Bikini com- competitions are still going on, right? They're, and one of the big things are, gl- are glutes. You've got Brett Contreras, you know, even though he's got his own issues from way back when with his whole glute book, you know, building stronger glutes. And I've... Yeah, and I've talked about, you know, stronger glutes means a, a stronger body. And I definitely myself went from the whole, look, I can pull my pants off without unzipping or unbuttoning my pants to, look, I can't. Now you I mean, f- like, because you had no butt. Yeah, I had no think. butt. And that we went, so we, we've yeah. gone from that of the flat butt look is not very attractive to, I have, I have a butt. I mean, you can thank Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians for having their, you know, their asses all over the place. But, you know... <laughs> them aside there is that in a sense it's kind of good it's like i want to look i want to look more voluptuous i want to have a stronger you know a stronger butt as opposed to i had that that pancake back butt that used to be kind of the thing because that's what i thought like oh i'm skinny i mean it's i can do this aesthetic right popular at this point but the um but the uh upshot of that is one is probably more typical of a healthier, right. stronger right. fitness level exactly. than the other. But there's a lot of that too, where it's just like, that's your genetics. If you're born without yep. any back or you've got extra, you yep. know, like, I mean, yep. I mean, and in a sense, I mean, it's, it's, you know, if she wants, if she's wanting to look that way, if there's a young woman wanting to look that way, she's going to have to eat. She's going to have to, you know, put some weight on. And this young girl is, you know, pretty, pretty small for her, you know, for her, for her age and size. And many girls, many young girls are, are tiny like that and skinny. So it, is it a good thing that she wants to have that? She, maybe she'll have to see, she'll see that, well, I have to eat in order to, you know, grow these nice glutes. Well, that eating is only going to be the healthy, a healthy approach to eating, training, where would that, where could that lead? Where could that go? And who knows how the upset, if this obsession is going to last forever, or if it's something that's kind of fleeting. Could be a phase, you right. know, whatever. Like anything else, like it's you know, TikTok there for a second yeah. and then gone. But I mean, that kind of brings up two points that we were sort of um, discussing before that I think are um, 
not specific to training teenagers or teenage girls, but seem to be something that I notice more often with that age group. And one is like, um, I'm going to just say peer pressure in a very loose way. I mean, mm -hmm. that might be something that is uh, based on social media, Instagram, TikTok, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it might be their peer group at school, um, you know, and so like the influence of a peer group on what a teenager um, pursues or how much training they're willing to do or what they um, ultimately think they're going to look like by right. doing a particular type of training. That's one topic. And then the other one, like you're mentioning, is the nutrition mm -hmm. to, get, to get there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, you get different environments that teenagers are in. And sometimes it's a training positive environment, like gyms where they specifically have programs that are geared towards, you know, a middle school powerlifting crew right. or middle school weightlifting. Um, same thing with high school. You know, some, some high schools actually have um, really nice weightlifting gyms and weightlifting classes. And some of the high schools I think even have, well, at least in Maryland have like powerlifting teams uh -huh. or, or local gyms uh -huh. that will support a powerlifting team right. competition. Right. That take place. You know, in Carroll County, I think they've got one, um, you know, like a, a high school aged powerlifting competition that yeah. is put on in the, in the schools. I think it's like um, run by, I don't know. I'm getting outside. Yeah, of my... no. Yeah, but you're but 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 the point is, I mean, you've got like, yeah, you all have to do is look at our friends out in Carroll County, um, Westminster Strength Conditioning. I mean, they have a huge population yeah. of teens yeah. training a huge I mean, we're talking middle school and high school and lots of girls, lots of teenage yeah. girls lifting. And it's always, you know, you can, you see them, you see them training, you see the pictures, you see the videos, you have the, you know, you have what, um, what they're posting about them. And there's this very positive, like outlook of they're on, there's, there's, they're doing sports. Yeah. So they know that this is important for their sports. You know, and, that's. And the way your team trains or right. lifts or what your coach um, recommends or prescribes in terms of strength training plays a huge, a huge part in it. Like both of my, you know, my twins, they both were doing barbell stuff while mm -hmm. they were in middle school. Mm -hmm. Then once they got to high school and Felicia was on the soccer team, barbell training is not what their, their soccer team coach is necessarily sure. encouraging them to do. Uh, you know, like I think they do more circuit training or mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what she's more interested in doing. And then on the other hand, you've got Sadie who's kept doing the barbell training. Yep feels a great sense of satisfaction doing that has competed um, in um, a couple meets, but that, that for her has been highly individual. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have a big peer group mm -hmm. involved in that with her. And if she had a different personality mm -hmm. that was more um, sort of like friend dependent or um, social or that sort of thing, maybe it wouldn't, it wouldn't have stuck for her. Maybe it wouldn't have been something that she, persisted with or that she even you know continued to find enjoyable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like the social aspect of it i think for for teenagers is particularly um crucial yeah yeah and i think if if you know if putting a video of yourself uh squatting or pressing on on your instagram account is important and help and helps you connect with other teens and your friends who say, wow, girl, you go, you know, there is that sense of I'm, I'm doing something that's good. I'm getting um, attention from it. I'm getting respect from, for, you know, for it. This is, this is positive. This is positive. So I kind of, so, um, I know that, um, I have, I've worked with, so I have two young women that I've worked with recently. One, I, I don't know if, if, I'll, if I'll see her again. She lives in West Virginia. So she came in for a, a, just a clinic. Her dad brought her. He had come to one of our camps. She's 15. And he emailed me and said she wants to get stronger for climbing. She climbs. And she, when, she, when she rolled in, she was, you know, she's tall, like skinny. And he said, she's skin and bones. And, she's, and she said, I am. You know, she's wearing a baggy shirt and baggy pants. And I said to her, why do you, why do you, you know, why are you here? I want to get stronger for climbing. 
I said, what, what got you involved in, in rock climbing? She said, I broke my wrist mountain biking, so I thought I'd switch to a different one. <laughs> and I was like, that was the best answer, you know? I mean, here's this young woman, and she knew exactly. She said, I want to be stronger for climbing, Yeah. right? And her dad's doing this, and she got up at 5.30 in the morning to drive from West Virginia to come to learn how to lift. I mean, she's been doing it at home. Her dad's been having her do dumbbells and stuff like that. So, you know, we spent an hour and a half going over the four lifts and she was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But there was a there was a goal there. There's a desire, you know, to to pursue something and she was very coachable, you know, very trainable. You could see she, you know, she and I asked, "Do you have questions?" No questions. It was like this young woman has an idea of like what she wants to do. Um you know, and that, that is very important when you're training. I think anybody we're talking about teens, but I know Rebecca and I want to talk about just training people in general that, you know, trying to force someone to do something that they don't necessarily want to do or are, are not ready to do yet is, um, is a hard pill to swallow if you're the person who wants them to do it. But teenager, adult, young adult, whatever, whoever, whoever the individual is, there needs to be a, a reason, whether it's being, you know, showing off on, on Instagram or wanting to get stronger for climbing or wanting to find something that makes them feel better or feel good. And they're not a team sport kind of, kind of kid. Mm-hmm. That's, this can be a huge, uh, yeah. you know, huge part of their life. Well, and that's sort of, I mean, that kind of goes along with, I mean, the, the approach I think is that is um, best with teenagers or, or whatever, even younger kids, mm-hmm. right? It, it should be fun. It yes. should be something that's fun for them. Yes, yes. And if they are asking to do it, if they're coming back and saying, can I do that again tomorrow? When, yeah. can, I, when can I lift again? That's a good sign. If it's something that you're pushing on them and um, they feel guilty or they feel bad if they don't do it, like they're letting you down. Um, and, and it could even be like, you know, obviously, you know, since we're talking about friends and peer pressure, mm-hmm. sometimes the the peer pressure might be negative, right? Like we're talking about Instagram and right. in a positive light, like right. we're getting nice and right on there. But if it's something that they feel like they have to keep up with the the Joneses or the Kardashians right. or whatever it is. Right, then, right. You know, <laughs> right. It, and that's it should, you know, follow the kids' lead. Yeah. If I mean it's something that they're interested yes. in and then it's fun for them, then keep keep it fun. And yeah, and I'd say I'd say regardless of what their intent for wanting to do it is, if you if you see that like for the for the for the listener that the Instagram mm-hmm. thing is becoming somewhat of um, a concern because that could be like she's doing things because she's getting she's getting uh, you know applause and respect for something but it's starting to get be on the edge of you know maybe she's not eating or maybe she's doing too much now she's you know she's doing she's when you're not there with her she's doing she's doing other things that are possibly harmful to what who knows who knows it's just kind of keeping track of like you know what the intention is and that might all eventually i think that's a phase it might fall off especially if she gets interested in the actual training and that's really the key if if it starts off kind of lukewarm or for one reason it could easily trans transform itself into something like i really enjoy this i really feel different in my body i'm seeing the changes in my body i'm feeling better about you know, myself, I feel stronger. I can do things that I wouldn't, wouldn't, I couldn't do before. That is a positive, you know, you know, aspect yeah. to it, obviously. And you want to encourage that, but I think they had to kind of have to come to that on their own. Um, I know that Jack, not a, not a teenage girl, but a teenage boy. Um, I mean, he was coming to the gym, my gym when I, he was three, you know, he's he been, he's, in, he grew he up there five by three. and <laughs> when he wanted to lift, he would, he'd pick up a bar, he'd pick up a dowel, he'd pick up the light bar, do whatever. He'd load it up with some plates. He'd, he'd deadlift and then he'd run around the gym and do something else. And I never, ever once told him, even when he got to like age 10, 11, you know, you need to do this. It was just, if he wanted to do it, great. If he didn't want to, I didn't care. That wasn't my, that wasn't the intent of, of why I'm there slowly you could start to see the kind of every time he would come he would do a little bit more he would want to learn more he would want to try this and then the last time he was here he deadlifted and he benched and that was in december and then all of a sudden in may i'm watching a video of him deadlifting 200 pounds in his friend's basement nice. and i'm like whoa what just happened and now he so he has friends who have this interest and who have gyms at their at their house so they go to planet fitness or whatever they do now there's like this 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 camaraderie that they that or this um 
this this uh, bond now that they they have with each other. You know, they all lift buddies. They all lift together, right? And according to him, though, none of them re- really train. You know, he yeah. trains. Well, so <laughs> he's know, becoming a snob now. Well, yeah, yeah, right, right. But that's good. He should, tr- you know, he's old enough. He can train, right? right? So, like, there's a point at which you're just teaching your kids how to move yes. and do things safely and yes. have fun in the gym, right? And then whatever it is, stage four, stage five on the Tanner scale of development. Okay, now you're old enough to actually train. Exactly. Um, and you could do that. But again, follow the kids' lead. If it's something that they're interested in that they want to do, then they can go ahead and train. But then on the other side of that, like the friends, that's the other thing you want to be a little mm-hmm. bit wary of, right? Mm-hmm. Like the friend who isn't training but sees somebody else who's older or who is training um, or who just has like just a, a bigger, stronger build. And it's like, oh, well, that kid just, you know, deadlifted 315 so right. i'm going to do the same thing too right right, like right. that that's sort of like trying to keep up with what the older kids in the yes. gym are doing yes um when when they're not necessarily ready for he's it. actually but, yeah, yeah he's to post it to he's post doing it on insta or yeah TikTok he's doing the opposite of that he's actually looking at his friends going he's doing like calisthenics like i don't know what he's doing he's got <laughs> bands and dumbbells and i'm i'm like he said he's like he needs to actually start to lift i don't know what he's doing and so and so so he isn't his friends aren't actually doing what he's doing so now he's like the big band i think he says i have one friend who actually does this but you know he doesn't really like do this consistently and i i don't know so i'm i'm not worried he that he's consistent he does he says he's, he's he's a little bit of a you know he's now he's on instagram i don't even know what the picture is on his instagram page now is it's some bodybuilder or, or straight I don't know who it is um and uh he's you know he's watching videos he's you know we wants to know what he's going to eat does he need protein powder how about creatine you know and Diego's just like you just eat just eat right. you don't need any of that crap just eat just eat you know get bigger just because you're exactly exactly just eat he's but he's like now he's now he's like he's like he's insane he came here this summer for june and june and i had my intern um this young man who's going off to college in the fall mitchell he coached jack and that was great because mitchell's 18 jack's gonna be 15 they talked they you know and and mitchell's giving him some advice on like what to eat how to eat you know, not to like, you know, get too caught up with his friends and trying to do what they're doing and, you know, max out all the time, you know. So it, it was, he, he's, he's got somebody he can kind of talk to now who's interested in this as well and, and is encouraging him oh, in, a, yeah. in a good, positive way. Mm-hmm. But it, he came to that on his own. He came to this completely on his own. I was not convinced that he was serious about this because a couple of months ago he asked me about, you know, I should buy, I want to buy a rack. I'm like, dude, no, I don't need to buy a rack. Just go to the Y, kind of like, you right. know, fart around for a bit. Well, he got serious and now he has a rack. He's got a bench. His dad built a platform for him. So he's actually got a little home gym in his basement. He got into the ironworks class in his in high school. That starts second semester. So it's this kind of like beginner, you know, weightlifting class with the football coach. He's so excited about that. But he's got the whole month, the whole first semester just to train at home. And he's very, he's pretty, he's very good. He has not missed a session. Even when he had a sunburn, he, he just got sunburned recently. He managed to deadlift and bench didn't, or deadlift and press. Didn't bother him. Squatting kind of was bothersome. But he understands I'm going to take some weight off the bar, aren't I, when I start back? Yes, you are. So there is this, there is definitely yeah. this thinking of like training. Like I understand how this works now. I understand what I need to do. Um, again, he came to that on his own. There was no pressure from me, from anybody. Um, his sister is not interested in it. She's going to be 12. If she becomes interested, great. Do I want her to do something? Absolutely. Do I want her to be active in some capacity? Sure. But she likes to box. Um, she was playing badminton. She liked that. So who knows what she's going to decide to do? That's a whole other, you know, you, you again, you can't push somebody into something, even though I know this probably would be good for her. Maybe down the road as she gets older. Mm-hmm. She decides she wants to try something like this or something to this, to this, to this capacity. Maybe it's not quite the barbell work, but getting back to, you know, to training, like training this young woman and the other, the other um, concerns that the, the mom had, like the flexibility, the mobility, um, the rushing through sets, all that. How would you, what do you want to, let's, you know, let's talk about that because I feel like that really is kind of just in general. Yeah. yeah. Training, training people. 
Yeah. Like I, I have, I mean, I was mentioning to you before, like one of my older clients, 78 years old, like always I have to remind her, slow down. They're all separate reps. Like it's just, you know, a different type of training than mm-hmm. she's um, done in the past. Um, a lot of people feel like, I mean, if you're used to doing circuit training or group fitness or whatever, there's no resting, there's no sitting around, right? Like, and there's plenty of memes and jokes about power lifters just sitting there staring at their phones, right? So like, (laughs) you don't want to be that person, but that's necessary, right? right? That's necessary if you're going to build strength to Mm -hmm. spend that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have this idea that, you know, you just have to power through what you're doing sitting around. Right. But But I think you're right. I think it comes from a lot of people, most people who don't have this, who who, um, don't have any habits from like, they haven't done any kind of training, not Mm -hmm. even a group class. They come into it and you tell them they have to rest and you explain kind of why and they go, okay. And, you know, and, you know, you watch them kind of doing just what you told them to do. They, They will rest. They will take their time. Sometimes they have, they rest too much and you have to say to them, you don't need to rest between your set, between your warmups. Right. I don't, I don't, you know, they really take it to heart. Five minutes. I was waiting five minutes between the empty bar and the first warmup set. (laughs) Then you have people who come from that uh, group training background Mm -hmm. and they're the ones you have to say, this is not that, this is not group training. This is not, it's, you know, or even CrossFit. This is not that, this is not go as fast as you can, as quick as you can. And this is, you need to stop. You need to slow down. And let me explain, let me explain why. So those people are the ones you have to kind of watch out for. I noticed that that's really who I have to teach to slow down or the people who come from that mentality of just constantly going, going, going. Um, But um, that's something you just need to teach across the board to people, you know, that this, this is different from what you've been doing before and explain why. And when they understand it it as, as though it is a different sport, different activity, it looks the same. It's the same equipment. Often it's the same movements, but it's a different type of training. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, it's not even just the rest between sets. The um, the email I was talking about, I think, you know, rushing reps. Yes. Moving from, you know, yes. one rep to the other without taking time to ensure that, you mm-hmm. know, you're tight or you're, mm-hmm. you're in the right position mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. You know, your deadlift, the bar didn't roll forward and you're now starting with it up by your toes instead mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, any of that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And that's definitely, that's definitely, that's not so much like circuit training, but I think of like CrossFit, I think of any, any activity where they're telling you as fast as you can, as hard as you can, because you've got, because you've got, because you've got, you know, times on the clock type of thing. Um, And it feels light. So it's easy to just kind of like, you know, keep moving my body fast because that's what I see on TV too. Or that's what I see on Instagram. That's what I see in my own Facebook. Um, But see, then, then you get into this habit too, where it's like, if that's the way you've been training to start out with, then when it does start to feel heavy, you're still not going to get tight because you're going to rush through them because you want them over with. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. How many times have I heard that? Yeah. I was just Um, trying to be finished. Yeah, I just want to get through finish. I was like, you're not going to finish that much faster. In fact, you could actually just lose the rep. <laughs> it's going to feel like crap. You feel how much worse that, that exactly felt worse. It felt heavier. So that's a. I look. I read. I read that, and then when I read that, I was like, that is anybody that I'm coaching for the first yeah. time. That's that is so not just a teenager, and that also is just not just. In general, I think, you know, I don't remember Jack doing that. If if it's the parent coaching the kid, right? Mm -hmm. And it is a type of training that is so different from what the kid has ever experienced or heard about. It probably depends on the kid's personality, the the degree to which they're willing to blow off the um, coaching advice to slow down because what does mom know? You know, whatever, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. you know, that's not what everybody else is doing. Um, so, I mean, it could be, it's always different when you're coaching somebody that you're related to, whether you're the parent or the spouse or whatever, it's just always, there are additional challenges because there's layers of habit Absolutely. communication that Absolutely. don't exist when you're talking to a brand new client. So, yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the, oh, she mentioned, so we talked about the rushing, um, not slow, or the, not the, the resting, the um, amount of progress made early on. 
I don't know how many people I have. I, I haven't noticed oh, that with my like with my impatience for results. Impatience for, for results. Impatience I for results. To now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't, and I I don't think that's so much a teenager thing as just maybe an individual. And so maybe with her, she is like, how come I'm not seeing things right now because I'm seeing this on Instagram and these girls seem to be you know to have it like immediately. Well, what you're seeing is not reality. God knows how long that, you know, they, I mean, yeah. And there's adults that like don't recognize yeah. that that's reality. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, you know, kids do have a different frame of reference that, and the, um, you know, frontal lobes aren't fully developed in their sense. And, of yes. and yeah. you know, the amount of, um, dedication or time or commitment that it takes to achieve a goal, like might not I think, I think Jack had that feeling of like, when things started getting heavy, like when the bench started getting heavy, he's like, why is it heavy? Like, why can't I do five? Why why is it heavy? I said, cause you're 130 pounds and you're six feet tall (laughs) (laughs) because you're skinny and you're, you know, and you're just learning and you just started and you know, it's going to, that's how it's going to be. I mean, you're not a, you're not an adult man, you know, who I can add five pounds to the bar, you know, with your bench for a while. I mean, even then I have to add two and a half pounds. I'm going to probably add two and a half pounds a little sooner for you. You may have to do sets of three until your body starts to kind of catch up to what it's doing, right? He is like the perfect example of the gomad, right? And I told him that I'm like, you need to be drinking milk at every single meal. Like you need to like just eat. That's what's going to put weight on you. And he can, he's a 15 year old, almost 15 year old boy. Mm-hmm. Right? How how male you are, <laughs> how young you are, <laughs> right? right? If they say that's something you're going to make more progress, right? You're going to make faster progress. But even he was like, "What's going on? Why is it?" I'm like, "This is this is." Well, what it is. But it's it's also it's like it's just hard to eat that much as an adult. Yeah. Right. Some people don't want to. I mean, that's really like like Sadie is a picky eater, and there's like she's you know, she's never going to eat enough to right. lift the, you know, or I mean, I don't, let's not and she's, think ever. It's, it's going to take an extreme amount of discomfort at the dinner table for yeah. her. And, and she's like, okay with that. Yeah. It's worth it. Like it's she, not. she's happy with what she is doing in the gym. Yes. Um, could she be lifting more if she ate more? I'm sure. Is that what she wants to do? I don't think so. Am I going to push that? Absolutely not. No. And this you know, is right. Her, Right, right, and this is and this is a this is a teenage boy, and there are plenty of there are plenty of adults, or plenty of 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 men, young men, who don't want to eat themselves into another weight, you know, uh, another weight class in order to lift that much weight, and that's fine, you know, and but for those who do want to lift more, who want to see more progress, they may very well have to eat more. You're talking the younger ones usually, like you know. Jack, <laughs> you know, he, if he could get to 185, he's going to look great. He's going to look big. He's going to look good. He's going to be strong, right? He could hold that weight. He's going to be six feet tall. He's already 5'11", and he's 15. He's going to be about probably six feet. He could be 185 pounds. He could be 200 pounds um, for him, right? But I, there, are plenty of, there are plenty of people who, plenty of even grown adults who, they don't necessarily, that's not their, that's not their goal. They want to be stronger and they're willing to, to work within this parameter, right? Especially if they're older, if they're older, that's just, it's just what it is. But even then if they're 30, sure, they could put on some weight, but how much of that's going to maybe help them for some, it will, it might help them for others. It's not, I do have a guy who's 30, who's put on quite a bit of, of weight, um, good weight since he's been with us. It's been about a year. And for him, his lifts went up as he put that weight on, as he continued lifting, his lifts have gone up. Now they could be, could they be heavier? Sure. He's one of those guys who's just going to put, he's going to put weight on the bar kind of slower, but the progress he has made is outstanding. And you can clearly see the weight gain has contributed to the, the, the added weight on the bar, right? Plenty of people though, my husband's one of those <laughs> extra weight did not mean heavier weight on the bar. Right. So he's where he sits right now. He's made, you know, he's, he's quite content. He's quite content to be where he is and the progress and where he, you know, and, and what he's done with himself and what the progress he's made. So even that for a young teenager, 
especially maybe a girl, even a boy. Yeah. And I think too, like when you're a teenager, your body in general is going through a lot of changes. Absolutely. Rapidly. Um, And, you know, so sometimes that can be unsettling to Mm -hmm. a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that, you know, to a degree may or may not contribute to like the other issue that your um, emailer was talking about with the mobility and understanding where their body is in space. But I mean, that might just also be like, you know, they're going through all these changes anyway. They maybe don't want to eat in such a way that's going to... and I'm, I guess I'm thinking of this maybe more from a girl's perspective, mm-hmm. like for, I think for teenage boys, mm-hmm. there's more societal pressure to be bigger mm-hmm. or more muscled mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. There isn't that sort of pressure on teenage girls. Sure. Exactly. Um, maybe there's an opposite pressure. And so maybe, you know, maybe there's like a, a thought process there about, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, you know, in my kids case it's just pickiness yeah but like for some kids not wanting or in adults too i had a big conversation with my cousin about this and she's she's 40 like not wanting to lift not wanting to eat a certain mm-hmm. way concern mm-hmm. about being bulky mm-hmm. or looking overly muscled mm-hmm. according to whatever standard it is that she feels like people you know society is yeah using yeah and with this young with this young with this with this young girl um you know she's um, uh, a couple of the people on the in the uh, academy who mentioned, you know, well, she's underweight for her for her height, and she's 13 years old, so she's still growing. Um, but she's going to make she's going to hit the wall. She's going to hit a plateau sooner. She's going to hit the wall faster. She's not going to make as much progress because unless she starts to you know gain weight, well, maybe she doesn't want to. Maybe she's well, maybe she's also, like, you know she's like still growing. Maybe she's exactly an amount that exactly. She's- comfortable so that, that doesn't feel like her stomach is going to explode because yeah she too much, yeah but that's just barely enough to allow her to keep up with her growth rate so i, I wouldn't worry i wouldn't growth, if yeah. i was training if i was training her i wouldn't worry about that i wouldn't yeah. worry about that what i would worry about was is she interested is she mm-hmm. still motivated um um when i'm coaching her does she seem to be uh you know uh listening to me and 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 and, and um trying to do what I'm, I'm telling her to do. And I'm going to monitor the, the, the program. I'm going to make sure that I'm not throwing five pounds on the bar, knowing that she can't do, do that the next, the next time. I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be more um, mindful of how I program and how yes. we add, and how we add yeah. weight and not worry about, well, if you just ate another, no, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, encourage the you know, um, the eating and the health and the healthy living, but not use that as a, well, if you just did this, your deadlift will go up another 20 pounds. She, right. Who cares? She so may stop what, next week. What you're talking about monitoring the program, not throwing on five pounds. If you think that she's, you know, not, not bludgeoning her with this, you should be doing blah, blah, blah. Right. You want you want the program and the experience to be one that is going to help build confidence. That's right. Build a sense That's of right. um, ability and capability. And um, and I, I think that that, especially for teenage girls, is like the bigger takeaway. So that's, you know, just like you're describing, focus on the program mm-hmm. and setting up the program so, mm-hmm. that the, so that the teenage girl feels successful, feels confident, feels like they can take on the world, right? And the eating will come or it won't come. Exactly. you're building confidence. Exactly. And that's with, and, and I'm, I'm nodding my head. No one can see this, of course, everybody, except Rebecca. <laughs> but um, you're saying exactly, and I'm getting chills thinking about, you're saying exactly what we do just in general with women, when I'm right. training, when I'm training women, I train my women the same way I train my men. So do you. The program is no different, but how I approach it, and how I th- how I I think about you know how much weight am I going to add, how many sets am I going to do. That is so that they continue to feel successful. I want people to walk away. Sometimes there's a day where they go, you know, that was a, just a crappy day in the gym, and I go, yeah, that was. It's okay. We had those moments. We had those days. But it wasn't anything to do with the program. It was just the day. It was just what it is. And they didn't understand that. But this whole, like, throw five pounds on the goddamn bar, no matter what, no. 
No, and not for a teenage girl, not for a woman, not for an older woman, a younger woman, sometimes not even for a young guy. I mean, you know, we can't eliminate the guys who sometimes feel like that's just really heavy and I'm not used to that, right? right? You want people to feel successful. You want them to feel like they are making progress. And that is your job as the coach to to help them so that they leave every session feeling like they want to come back for that next session that that means something to them, right? They felt good, they, they finished. Next session, they're going to add, my coach is going to do this for me and I'm going to lift it and then she's going to, he or she's going to monitor it so that the next time I, you know, and I progress forward. I have a woman right now who's going to start working with me who's having her knee replaced. She's having two knees replaced. She's 50, she's in her 50s and she wants to do some work. She's, she did some work about a year ago and then it got kind of get heavy, so she stopped. She's been encouraged to try it again and she's and she's and she's ready she's ready to do it i'm going to progress her super slowly i'm going to make her feel great after every session there's no reason this woman needs to squat 225 pounds right she's a 55 year old woman who just wants to go into her knee surgery her feeling strong so that when she comes out of it she can can recover better exactly exactly and and what you're describing there also it's like that gets into this notion that i proposed this one time about a pre-nlp right like some people are just not ready they haven't had experience in the gym um they haven't worked with barbells before they're not sure if that's for them right they're like barbell curious but they're not ready right right exactly don't force that on them. There's plenty of ways that you can ease a person into an NLP, NLP mm-hmm. whether they make um, as much progress as possible, as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. is not their goal mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that motivates them, mm-hmm. but just to be stronger and more capable in everyday life. And if you start them out doing one barbell lift and a bunch of circuit stuff and then it turns into two barbell lifts because they're interested in it and they want to try right. something else right, right. that's always going to be better than right. somebody who doesn't do anything at all or somebody who's like no i can only do cardio or that's totally outside my belly wick i can't do that i never will be able to right like to have somebody that you allow to experiment with barbells mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. properly lifting mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and gaining a little bit of confidence um even if they don't ever right even if they never do right NLP or right. they never right do the program or right whatever. I, right I, you know a little bit of something strength training related if someone yeah all. if someone shows an interest in, in, in this type of, of, you know, of exercise and this type of training, then, then in the, and they, if they show real genuine interest, then be there, be there hundred percent. And if you, you feel that if, you, if they're asking questions or they're, they're concerned about something, you go with it, you know, answer their questions, try to ease them, try to make them feel at ease. Don't force your beliefs <laughs> on them right? Don't force what you think they should do. You know, even if you know, even, even if it is good for them, allow them to try to kind of come to that conclusion on their own. And the best way to do that is to really be, I think, conservative and let them be, be honest with you about how they're feeling or what they're, you know, and you be honest too about, well, this type of work can be very, you know, exhilarating and it can, and it's very, and it's, and it's, it's very confidence building and it will help you build stronger bones. I always, I always use the stronger bones, stronger muscles, stronger tendons kind of thing, as opposed to what your body's going to look like. It's, it's how you're going to age. It's what you're going to do as we get older and how much this, you know, this will help us. Um, and of yeah, course, it's more like how you experience your right, body in right. the way that it functions, right. as opposed to how other people experience your body in how it looks. And teens, especially, are like yeah. you said, they're still growing. They're trying to figure out their bodies. So yeah. if this, if they're coming, to, if they're coming to you, boy or girl, and they're wanting to do this, teach them, coach them, and but you know, don't don't push them to a point where it's going to, they feel like this is something that, you know, is getting too, it's getting too much. And I'm starting to feel this way. And then also if they do have that, that those concerns address them, address them. Don't brush them off. Don't think that they're, you know, no, 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 you're just being a wuss. No, address the concerns. I would do address the concerns that they're an adult. Yeah. You have to, you know, I can always see the concerns. That's like a great way to lose. Exactly. I can always see the deer in headlights. Look, Mm -hmm. I see that. I see that look. I know exactly. I need to change something right away. 
I need to change that. I need to start going to triples. I need to start doing a top set of five. Even if they're not done, done with their novice progression, I'm going to start to, you know, I'm going to change their program because the last thing I want them to do is freeze and decide this is not for me. You know, they need to realize how much they need to realize where, how far they've come and the strength that they've built. And yes, it's very, it can be very scary to do something that you feel like you can't do. It's learning how to trust your body. It's learning how to trust, you know, what your body can do. Some people give it up really, really, really easily. Like I'm trust my body completely. I'm cool with this. Others, you have to have to kind of, you know, walk that line a little slower. Teams are the same way. I mean, Jack, a couple weeks into his, you know, training, he was doing some, he was futzing around with dumbbells at my, at, at home. You know, he's staying with my parents. My dad had some dumbbells. He's doing flies. He's doing curls. He's doing this and that. Well, two days later, he went to deadlift and something kind of pulled in his upper back, a little spasm. He freaked out. He freaked out. Me? I didn't. I said, you okay? I, my back. I said, your back is fine. It was his upper back. It wasn't his lower back. His, I said, your back is fine. He was like about to like, I mean, and he's like a Mr. Little drama, drama, drama King when he wants to be. He's always been that way. I told him like, go home, put some heat on it. I'm telling all these things that I know. It's just like, whatever he's going to, he needs to hear something because if I just say to him, you'll be fine. That's not enough. Right. Checked in with tech with him. It was better the next day. It was better the next day. It was better the next day. He was afraid to tell my father because my dad would have been like, I told you, you know, but my father actually said, well, now, you know, sometimes this is going to happen. I was like, thank you, dad. <laughs> you know, I said to him though, all that extra stuff you're doing, all those, I said, don't do that stuff. Don't, don't do all this extra stuff because it could interfere. So he learned to like actually take a rest day, focus on the program. Don't throw in any, anything extra right now. He doesn't need it. It's like taking the creatine, all that kind of crap, you know? Mm-hmm. And after about a week, he's fine. And I felt, I said, you know, he said to me, I'm so much better. I mean, you know, feels so much better. I said, I know, I know. It just takes some time. But that he could have been like at a point where I don't want to do this. Like I hurt myself. And that's how adults are, that adults react the same way, right? They're not right. used to that. You have to then tell them, relax. Well, it's okay. I mean, it's don't worry. I acknowledge that it's there. Yeah. I acknowledge it's there. Yeah. But here's what we can do. We're going to drop some weight. We're going to test it out. You We're know. getting on like a whole other topic. Though, I know. Like I know. The, the person, you know, the, the lifter who goes from their first tweak to, oh, my God, I'm not going to lift anymore. There's so many myths about barbells that feed into that that and that's process. That is a whole other podcast. A whole other, whole other podcast. But I think because it was a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, it's tougher it's I tough. when it's a kid and yes. they haven't experienced it's like you you work with some older clients and they're like oh yeah well my knees are stiff but that's just age right like there's this yeah. sort of expectation as we age that you're gonna notice and feel your body whereas but, when you're a kid everything feels fine and, and springy and whatever. but there's also and it's the interesting you have a little twinge it's like ah i think it was it was interesting because it because because he was deadlifting and because people always say you know assume that things are that, that weightlifting is bad for you even though all the other shit that we do is bad for us, you know, and we hurt ourselves constantly, but it's a sport. You're going to hurt yourself in soccer. You're going to hurt yourself playing football. You're going to hurt yourself playing kickball. You may fall off your bike. That's okay. Those are okay. But I do something in the gym and right away it's, you know, he fell off his bike last year and broke his collarbone. I I hurt my back last week watching Better Call Saul. (laughs) (laughs) Do you lean down? Do you lean down and get your blanket? I just got sucked into way too many episodes, right? Because we're we're catching up. I haven't, you know, we're on season one, sat there and watched multiple in a row, slumped up on the sofa. The next day I'm like, oh my God, my back, it's killing me. Like, right. And it's like, that's not lifting. But that's for, being said, that's right. being a slug, a couch potato. <laughs> so, la- but last year he he fell, he broke his collarbone, broke his freaking collarbone. Had to be in a sling. Like doing what? Mountain biking or something? Biking on the street, doing yeah. tricks, uh-huh. doing some yeah. trick on the street. You know, yeah, but, broke his collarbone. But it's the deadlift that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so, but for that, for that though, oh, I broke my collarbone. You know, it's like, oh, it's, you know, yeah, you fell off your bike. Oh, that's gonna happen. But picking up the bar and having a little thing coming from somewhere else that you were doing something stupid and it's like, I know I can't do this. I'm not, I'm afraid of this. You got back on your freaking bike. 
No one, they, everybody gets up, they get back on the soccer field, they tear yeah. their ACL again, but there's yeah. something, so even even like the 15-year-old is like, there's this feeling of like, that's something I, that shouldn't hurt me. No, we can do, we can hurt ourselves doing anything. And anything. usually, usually it's, it's something, it's something we did yesterday yeah. and now is interfering with us with what we're doing today, you know? Right. So anyway, that's, but you're right, that's a whole other subject. Um, <laughs> you just covered it anyway. <laughs> I covered it anyway. I covered it anyway. I think I. But, I mean, I think the other point that your that your emailer had made was that as a thirteen year old thirteen year old girl, her daughter was hypermobile, uh-huh. and that was something that was possibly different with teenagers. I think you know a lot of coaches would tell you that that's somewhat typical um, of women of female trainees especially slighter or leaner um, female trainees. Um, But it just, to me, kind of goes along with, maybe there's something about that that is teenage specific in that their bodies are changing quickly and they have a hard time mentally keeping up with understanding where their body is in space. Yep. Um, You also get that, like you were mentioning before, at the other end of the age spectrum, where as people age, they sort of lose touch with their body and may have a tougher time figuring out proprioception and, you know, did I hit depth on my squat or was I tight on this rep or that kind of thing. But then there's also just people who do not have that ability at any age. Yep, yep. So, I think, I mean, yeah. I think you just go through the same um, steps that you would with anybody about just helping them, however it is, to build more body awareness. Maybe you're using more tactical cues with uh-huh. them. Um, maybe you're having more conversations with them about how to Valsalva and get tight uh-huh. and um, uh-huh. be rigid and more of those. I, I always like those stick figures in the book and like having people visualize themselves as just stick figure lines, like yep. the segments, your yep. solid segment from yep. the top of your head to the bottom of your tailbone. Don't move that. Naturally. And the, you know, a good, I mean, a good, you're talking about tactile cue. I mean, a good, a good tactile cue would be if I had someone like this, I would, I would throw a box underneath of them. I would, I would have them touch that. I would have this, so that they can't slam onto it. Like they're going yes. down really fast into the, you know, they really find what depth is. They have to just learn what depth is. Yeah. People always ask me, well, how do I do I'm like, practice. I had to practice. I had to learn what depth was. I would always go too low. Mm-hmm. I can. Now, not not so much anymore, but um, I would always go too low. And she she mentioned in the email, she, I forgot, she also mentioned about dancers. You know, and I coach a lot of dancers. And sure, my dancers, you know, they can go too low. They learn how to not go so low. And my yeah. dancers definitely will stall on progress. I mean, if I, I it's it's very easy to, for, I, I try, I make changes very, very slowly. And I and I start going up, you know, two and a half pounds very quickly, and you try not to push the weight too much because there's a lot of shifting that starts to happen because they're kind of they're weak, they're weak, and they're not going to gain the weight that maybe you want them to gain. So you have to work accordingly. You have to work with them. Don't work against them. It's the same thing with a and with a young girl who's growing, who may never, you know, will may may always be uh, slender um, and underweight for perhaps her height, but she's perfectly healthy. She's may have those, you know, she may have to train to a certain point and as she gets older and she starts to and she continues, her body will just follow and the it will work itself out. I don't think there's any reason to push or make the individual feel bad about not. <laughs> you can also say yeah. but but you can also say if they're concerned about their numbers, because she said something about numbers, you know, sharing numbers at school. So I guess her you know, with her friends. You know, why are my numbers so low? You know, you could also, well, you know, um, you are at a certain weight. And, you know, if, if you want to get your numbers up a little bit, we could start to talk about, you know, eating more protein or eating. You could try to spin it in a positive way. I mean, I do that with my with my adults. If they start to say something, I say, I'll say, well, if we put a little bit of more meat on you, <laughs> the bar mm-hmm. won't the bar won't roll on your back as much. But I and, and I acknowledge that I acknowledge that they're you know they're slender. I acknowledge, but I also acknowledge that a little bit more weight is just gonna you know it's going to make them lift more and and feel good and be healthy. But I don't push it. I don't I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're talking about too is like you're. I mean, you're giving them the information, the the you know the facts. Like yeah, a little bit more weight on your body, eating in this particular way. Right. 
would likely increase lead to an increase in the weight on the bar but you're also able to get stronger with much slower progress mm -hmm, what you're mm -hmm, doing now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's your choice right exactly and, and and leave it up to the kid you know exactly they, they, maybe they get to a point where it's like comparing numbers you know absolute weight on the bar with their friends at school is their big motivating factor um versus you know how how much they're willing to change their eating habits you know but, um, but that's yeah that's a that's an issue choices. it's just yeah. at any age really i think you just i think you i think you know not worrying too much about why they're doing it but encouraging it if it's if it's having a positive effect mm -hmm. and then monitoring if you feel like it's starting to have a negative effect that it's becoming obsessed with like a certain uh a certain uh certain numbers or the girls aren't you know everyone's doing this and i want to do this then you have to just kind of be mindful of that you know um what's what actually what actually is the motivating the motiv motivating factor with this is it a positive one or is it a negative one and how do i you know how do i um help and you know keep uh keep coaching them if they want to be but also making sure that it's a, it's something that they 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 want to do and not something that someone's pushing them to do or they're feeling bad about numbers they don't have versus who knows yeah oh, who knows so i mean i think we covered the four points that the emailer had yeah. mentioned and i think you know stuff that i that you or i had mentioned ahead of time um just in terms of peer pressure having a group mm -hmm. of um you know, lift buddies or, right. or people, you know, like if it's a shared experience for, for a teenager, that sometimes that's important. Yeah. Eating is sometimes mm -hmm. difficult for teenagers, also difficult mm -hmm. for adults. Absolutely. But that, that, you know, comes up for teenagers a lot. Um, yep. Body changes, proprioception, yep. understanding where the, where the yep. kid is in space because their body is going through a whole bunch of changes sure. during that, that time frame. Um, and then just keeping the experience positive and confidence building. I mean, was there anything? I don't know if there's anything. Else that was it. About, I think it was good. Sort of yeah. The things that we had thought of yep. that are really in actuality, no different than issues that come up when you're training an individual of any age, exactly. but seem to maybe be more prevalent when you're, or at least more commonplace <laughs> among, mm -hmm. among teenagers. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it's the first thing I thought about. I thought, yes, I've, tra I've trained teenage girls. So have you. But I've trained teenagers and I've trained adults who feel the same way and do the same thing and act the same way. And mm -hmm. it's it's just, as you said, I think the biggest thing is keeping it positive, keeping it a po making it a positive experience and um, letting them letting them come to it on their own. And, uh, you know, if they want to continue or discontinue and, you know, people always stop and start back up again. Yeah. You know, everybody. I mean, you know. like when I was working with my nephew too, it was like I realized pretty quickly because he's, you know, he's off at college and his his buddies at college that his friends that he's living, yeah, they all do more bodybuilding style training. Sure. And here I'm trying to have him like, okay, if you're getting ready to do this meet with Sadie, here's how you want to do your big four lifts. Right. Blah, blah, right. Blah. Right. And his friends are like giving him crap. Like, where's your legs day, man? Like why, you know, all this sort of, you know, stuff. Why would you do squat and deadlift on this? You know, like just all of these things. And I, I just sort of was like, you know, listen, this is what I would suggest. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you're just trying to do this meet with Sadie to have fun. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. any experience of it. Mm -hmm. So whatever you end up lifting in the meet is yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Then you have my nephew who is, you know, judgmental of the other, of, his, <laughs> of his of his friends, and he's like, I don't know what they're doing, but they're not doing what I'm doing. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. just like he's just he's just messing around with bands and this and that. And Henry says he trains, but I know he doesn't. And I'm like, oh my god! But you know, he's gonna walk. I mean, he'll walk into that that that. Uh, hopefully, he'll walk into Ironworks with mm -hmm. maybe a 300 pound squat by the time he's done. I don't know. <laughs> it all depends yeah, on well, what. Unless, but unless the coach tries to fix his. That's squat. A, that's a, and we talked about that. And Diego's like, that's just what they, that's what they tried to do with my kids. The bar is too low. That's he said, just squat. just let them. You know, whatever they do, will be fine. <laughs> I said to Jack, I said, you know, he's gonna try and fix you. You know, he's he's gonna try and tell you to do this. He goes, oh, totally. He says, I know it. Yeah. yeah. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Um. Well, I think that that was good. That I, I that those are the points that I wanted to make, and that's pretty much the the email that we covered. 
um, from her. So hopefully that gives you um, out there, those of you who are listening, those of you who are working with teenagers or um, wanting to coach teens, or you have a child who um, is interested, some some food for thought about you know what to um, maybe what you know what to help them with, what to expect. Um, I think the biggest thing is just encourage if it's there and you know go with the flow. Let them let them come to it on their own yeah, and, and, also, and make I mean, it positive. With teenagers too, especially if it's your own teenager, depending on, you know, just because of the the weirdness sometimes yeah. coaching a relative, like there's so many video resources out there, mm-hmm. and if you have some of those things that you've already sort of looked up and available, and you can say, well, look at what this coach says. Yes, 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 yes. That can yes. also be helpful if you exactly. have a arsenal of coaching videos. From- exactly, exactly. So, um, so as, as always, if you, um, if you've got a question, we would love to, uh, to talk about it, um, because we're always in need of topics. I mean, we come up with our topics, but it's always nice when someone has a topic that you're like, I haven't thought about that. I don't think we've ever talked about that. That's a good topic. Um, we would love to, uh, to discuss and be able to give you, you know, our, our opinions, our thoughts as, as coaches, um, you know, on, um, on a particular subject and, um, you know, kind of see what, uh, see if that's what you were thinking. Um, or if you have other questions after we've answered that question, because <laughs> probably we probably have gone off on a tangent somewhere as we always do. Um, but you can always reach us at Emily at five by com or at Rebecca or Rebecca at gmail.com. So have a great week, everybody. It is now, um, you know, almost school time again. Oh, God, it's terrible. In Maryland, <laughs> it's like they had an eight-week summer. The longest school year yep. ever. Finished yep. at the end of June. Yep, everybody's getting ready. Starts again in August. For uh, oh. for school again. Jack starts back oh. August 15th, I think, uh, oh, most August schools. August 15th is miserable. Colorado. Well, Colorado gets out early, too. They get out in May. Yeah. Save so a longer summer. That's at least better than ending yeah. in June 26th yeah. and starting. In- yep. So we'll uh, we'll get back to our every other Wednesday podcast. This one, this one is coming out August 1st, or not August 1st. August 1st is Monday. August 3rd. 3rd? Yeah, so Wednesday. It's next Wednesday. So this will be our first podcast back for season three. And then hopefully, if I can get in touch with Cassie and um, Catherine, we can have them on the show. Oh, fun more female strength so two coaches that we are friends with who um i just saw cassie recently she was up visiting her her parents so she came up to the gym and i mentioned the podcast and we were like oh yeah right the podcast and then of course you know (laughs) so we'll have to get in touch with her and them and see if we can hook up something to do with them but thanks everybody have a great week and we'll be back in two weeks um with you again discussing who knows what it'll be a surprise all right thanks rebecca Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to 5x3 Radio with Emily and Rebecca. If you like our show and want to know more about 5x3 training, please visit us at www.5-5e, the letter X, the number 3.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To learn more about Rebecca, please visit her website, cornerstonestrengthmaryland.com. Thanks for listening and have a great week.